I'm Justin. I'm Josh. I'm Keith. And I'm Austin. Hey guys, have you seen Kingsman, The Secret Service? Nope. I have not. I have, actually. This is what I've been avoiding for a uh, long time. Are... I know nothing about yeah. it. I've got my head buried in the sand trying to run a movie theater, so... We've got a guest tonight. Yeah, we got Hello. a guest. Keith, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for inviting me. This is great. Oh, I'd love to have you. you got plenty of movie experience, I figure. Oh, yeah. So probably, probably, <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah Runs yeah. a very fine establishment here. Hey, thank you. The Guild. Thank if you. Ever in Albuquerque? Check it out. Oh yeah, great. I'm feeling show. a shameless plug coming on for Mind Game. That's boys. That's one you fellas got to see. Ooh, Mind Game. Mind Just keep game? that. Watch All that right. trailer online. Seek it out. Okay. Okay. Sure. Anyway, enough shameless plug. So. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, what do we do next? Um. Well, yeah. So, uh, we usually have people who haven't seen the movie just give us a blind, like a quick synopsis guess on what you think the movie's going to be about. All right. I've got some ideas, so I'm going to let Keith go first. King, well, the Kingman Secret Service? Kingman's Secret Service. And this is 2014. Well, I, I think, of that, I think of that sort of the unsung, unheralded uh, James Bond movie that a lot of fans covet as the best uh, on... On the Secret Service's Majesty's Request, or whatever the fuck they're called, or whatever that's called. Majesty's Service. Oh right, I'm getting the Rolling Stones out mixed in there. Oh okay, okay. I got you. But you know what I mean with the one with George Lasby or whatever. So I don't know. Is it something like that? Is it, I'm imagining it's English. I'm imagining it's espionage. I'm imagining. Oh, it's Anglo as fuck. It's Anglo. <laughs> it's a white one. Okay, it's a white <laughs> one. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it, but. I seem to recall it came out a few years ago, maybe? 2014. Yep. 2014. For some reason, I'm just imagining Colin Firth in it. He's a good actor, but I just, for some reason, I put him with this so. movie. He might be in the second one. There's oh. a sequel out already. There's yeah. a sequel that came already. Out last year. All right. Is this better than the Bourne Supremacy thing, or is this more interesting? Or um, I personally liked it more than any of the Bourne movies I've seen. Probably okay. a little more tongue-in-cheek comedy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, as long as there's some Benny Hill in this one, I'm, I'm fine with it, you know. Um, so. <laughs> I predict at least one large building just come tumbling to the ground. How many? Not, how many? No, I don't want to take their joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe a train. Uh, I don't know. Like a train fight? Yeah, because British people and train. Harry Potter, they like trains and stuff. Yeah. So, oh, What if this is a wizard secret spy movie? <laughs> All right, so both guests it's a spy movie. Just a quick guest guess on. I'll tell you that the the villain is a really big actor. Ooh, can't wait to find out. Try, make it make a guess. If I had to say anything, espionage after last es- week's espionage movie, movie, I'd say it's Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not him. I'm gonna go the wild card. Say Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Ooh, that would be that, would be, that, that last <laughs> fight would be so good. And how could he lose? Somebody said he was like 80 or oh, something like that. He's no, he's got to be 70. He's getting up there. I think he's probably seven. Yeah, like 70, early yeah. 70s is yeah, what I would Wow. Holy smokes! All right. All right. We'll be back on. when uh, we're a little more experienced in the Kingsman. After Secret a few service. more libations in Okay. <laughs> Kingsman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
You're welcome. Ah, oh, fuck you. That was terrible. <laughs> I hated that from the first moment it started. <laughs> you hated it before it started. Yeah, I did. It didn't change. I know. Whew. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. It was trying to be so many things. <laughs> well, I, I like the pedigree of, of some of the actors, like um, Colin Firth and Michael Caine and the whole British wit. I mean, the British seem to have a, a corner on the market for that kind of sardonic. You know, so we're going to get some great one-liners. So right. anytime you see these actors in, in form, you're going to get some good good liners. I mean, that, that's something to enjoy. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like him saying uh, in, that chur- in the church where he's like, she's like, hey, where are you going? He's like, well, I'm a... Yeah, he shocked a very southern. Yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go have uh, gay sex with my Jewish black boyfriend. Hail Satan! Have a nice day. (laughs) Oh man! And for us, great unwashed masses, it's always great to see you know rich greedy people die. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. In movies, anyway. On (laughs) one hand, this was like just the Anglo rich guy white dream. Or wet dream, sorry. <laughs> great white savior. Yeah. Oh, so great white savior. Of course it was. Oh, let's talk about how we have the best suits and we know what cufflinks are. And then talk about how bad it is to think that you're better than everyone else while you're too busy being better than everyone else. And every, every goddamn drink we drink gets 50 years older every time we mention it. <laughs> that last line, I don't even know what he said. He was like, Pour me this while while looking at an unopened bottle of vermouth or something. <laughs> yeah, how to, a specific way to make a martini. I think they're hoping is gonna catch on in lieu of James Bond's. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, talk about other spy movies because this movie sure did. Is anybody else like a spy movie fan? Did you ever? Did anybody else watch a lot of? James Can't Bond? say I'm well versed. I know that Michael Caine was in the Billion Dollar Brain by Ken Russell, mm-hmm. and I think his character was named Harry. So there's probably some kind of inside oh, joke. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of inside jokes. I'm sure in there's this a thing. ton. I'm not. I was. I've seen a few James Bond films, but I've never been like real into it. My dad was. They named really James liked. Bond by name. They named the Bourne Identity by name, and it's like stop saying better franchises, like or better movies. I guess it's franchise now. There's the second one of this. Yes, there is. Uh, so we start off with. Uh, couple of secret agents for the royal crown britain and uh one of them dies so his friend goes to the house and he's like well if you need anything there's a number and you can call it and she's like i don't want anything (laughs) so it goes to the kid and he grows up like not even a petty thief he grows up a pretty legit carjacker sleight of hand gymnastics top of his class Join the Marines. I almost would out. have rather just seen the movie about him that where he didn't like where Kingsman wasn't even <laughs> in, introduced. I think it would have just been like, in the Furious Britain. Just like him stealing cars <laughs> and being a thief oh, yeah. and dealing with his stepdad would have been a better movie. <laughs> there was so much build up to stuff that never paid off in this. Like he had that great scene driving around, driving backwards, eluding the cops. He didn't, it was just to show, hey, this guy's awesome. He didn't ever drive in any sort of crisis in the movie, though. Nope. Yeah. It was yeah, just a, point. hey, he's awesome. Look at how awesome he is. <laughs> yeah. This whole movie was uh, him smirking at the camera <laughs> after being shown his new, like, sex closet of weapons. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> just his white dream. Like, <laughs> that's the t-shirt for this episode. White dream. White dream. Yeah. <laughs> so he calls this number because he goes to jail. And it's because he didn't want to kill an animal on the road while he was evading the cops. Yeah. And, uh... A recurring theme, yep. He made a strange choice of not only not killing the dog, but then telling his friends to go away and choosing to hit the cop car, which had to calm down the situation. I think he just hit the cop car so his friends could get away. Okay. Sacrifice, take one for his team. Yeah. Yeah. But he has a get-out-of-jail-free card, this pendant, this necklace. Yeah, so it really wasn't much of a sacrifice. I guess he didn't know... But, I mean, he must have figured, because he tried it. <laughs> okay, starts off real weird. It's in 1997, and we have a Dire Straits song playing. There was a better choice for 97. I was wondering that, too, yeah. Could have had some Offspring playing, some Limp Bizkit Limp Bizkit? <laughs> <laughs> Any of those uh, sappy 90s songs. Would yeah, work. yeah. But it starts with Dire Straits. We get a scene where they're all British intelligence in the Middle East and something goes wrong. And his dad has to sacrifice himself because a grenade is on a dude. And he like he does the whole thing where you jump on him and save everybody from the grenade yeah. blast. There's like, so many like tropes and cliches in this movie. I like how... Well, I'm, that's like the whole point. Yeah. It's like cliche the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I like how you're like, I get, I'm going to guess that like a big building is going to get... Uh, like the first scene, first a helicopter scene. flies over and shoots a <laughs> missile into a building, <laughs> and the rubble falls down and makes the title credits. That kind of blew me away. At how bad that was! It's kind of funny. <laughs> well, I have this. I have this idea, and this doesn't always apply because maybe it's giving too much credit, and maybe it's too generous. But I feel like the people that really know how much Hollywood sucks are the people that are inside the belly of the beast. And so they're the, they're surrounded all this cynical crass stuff. And so I'm thinking like every now and then they'll try to insert something that's kind of maybe slightly subversive or trying to talk about something even though it's a big dumb Hollywood thing or whatever big spectacle thing it's right. going to make a shit ton of money so who cares fuck you they made their millions. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering like does this movie have anything? I don't know if it does. I does this movie do you think there was anything kind of inserted by the screenwriter? Well, screenplay there were, writer? There were some very odd choices. Huh. Our main bad guy is an environmentalist. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, oh, those nasty earth savers. They're some of the most well, his solution people. was to get rid of people, which is sort oh, of yeah. funny. This is like a Jonathan Swift kind of yeah. dark humor. You right, know? he turned yeah. to like the calling of the masses. And he was so cartoonish. Was like, so cartoonish. And like... <laughs> this is wisp? Samuel L. Jackson we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. He's a... Uh, He's like a tech genius, kind of a Bill Gates esque. There's that throwaway guru. line at the beginning where he, like his movie about his life story it just came out, and that's Steve like, Jobs, more more like Steve. Yeah, Jobs he's kind of like Steve Jobs. He's always wearing fancy like baseball caps with matching suits, very elaborate wardrobe, and he's setting out a chip that is a free SIM chip to everyone on the planet that gives you free calls, Wi Fi, free data, basically anywhere you are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a strange setup because he seems like a pretty altruistic person. He's like, well, people are destroying the earth, but I'm still going to give them free calls, free Wi-Fi. Of course, he has this dark plan, which is set in motion by his just madness. He, He proposes a strange dichotomy in which either 
humans will survive or the Earth will survive. And I th- he said unless they execute his plan. Yeah. That he's like, humanity is a virus, so the only outcomes are either that the Earth will kill us or we'll kill the Earth. Either way, we die. If we get a, rid of enough humans. But if we get rid of yeah. enough humans, then it won't come to that. It was kind of like in The Matrix when they argued that people are a virus and yeah. they're infecting the Earth. It's he not an that, original idea. No. He said global warming was Mother Nature's fever breaking. Yeah. Or not breaking, but like a symptom of us. Um, oof. This movie was long. <laughs> it really wasn't that long it just felt like it we got 30 minutes in and I checked the time and was like oh no <laughs> there's so much left because it's it's very MIB men in Britain like yeah. men in black like you take a kid who doesn't know anything you expose him to a lot of stuff you have a thing that can cause amnesia on your wrist mm-hmm. like his wrist which has all these different darts that can, we've only saw amnesia I think he scrolled through a bunch of stuff. He's got to have a poop one. <laughs> Explosive diarrhea yeah. shoots through the dart. And it's like... Ah. His, uh, his, uh, so there's so many gadgets and like spy things. The umbrellas are uh, x-ray and you can see through them to see threats. And he gets in a fight and sets the stun and it just shoots this little rubber bullet through a guy's head. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. I also thought it was funny that like they're like this make a big deal like how big of a multinational independent spy organization that's on top of everything is yet they didn't know about this guy who's giving free internet and phone calls to the entire world Biggest like, announcement oh, the I've never I've never no we missed it yeah and, and <laughs> couldn't one of those bullets hit that guy in the head when he's trying to escape I know he got a bulletproof yeah. you know suit but couldn't one of those bullets be, couldn't one of those people be aiming for the head oh right the climax those people <laughs> just spraying full of oh, the, yeah right exactly I mean the improbability is there and you know you wonder if the filmmakers knew that I, I don't know I mean I guess my question is is there anything subversive in a good way about this film or could they ever be a subversive thing about a big multi-billion dollar film or million dollar film that like you know what I mean like could there be anything of course there there could be and was there in this one I'm sure there were before the producers got to it yeah like there were probably some good messages no maybe not no the only message was like don't kill people but then they kill people no well I mean the whole movie was contradictory it was about them Talking again, talking about how like, you you can come up from nothing. It doesn't matter your upbringing. But the only reason he got any of that stuff was because of his dad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they were trying to make a point and undercutting their own points the entire movie. Right. There's that scene where they're trying <laughs> to save the world from killing each other, and so they kill all the people who are in the ark in the sanctuary. They talk about how like the only rule about being a gentleman is that you're comfortable in your own skin besides <laughs> knowing how to wait to sit down and make a dry martini and <laughs> yeah, lots lots of alcohol knowledge, lots of gun knowledge, suit knowledge. Cuz this uh, secret organization, the Kingsmen is located beneath London. But you can access it through any tailor shop or hat shop or like haberdashery. Not mm. any of them. Just I that think specific, it was no. that specific one. It was the hat one too, because he got the. Yeah. the I think it's any. But he sent him directly to that one, yeah. so he probably. They it's probably, probably had the best hats too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so while our main character, the street tough, is in training, 
years go by. Because he picks out a puppy. Real life, too. This movie just, oh my god, it drug on. It drug on. You pick out a puppy when you start, and it trains with you. And we saw this puppy grow. We chose a pug thinking it was a bulldog. Because it thought it was going to get bigger, but... Like, uh, never it did. needed to be more ridiculous. That's what I loved about Starship Troopers. Okay, I yeah. Mean, if you look at Starship Troopers and the improbabilities, and I mean, Starship Troopers almost has a way of saying, "Well, actually, the humans are the bad people, and the bugs are just trying to fucking survive." Yeah, you know. But where that's a good subversion, like Paul Verhoeven's film. But I don't know if this movie had any of that. Going <laughs> no, it's kind of like it they needed had to be the, more ridiculous. They had the setup for it, but they just didn't quite. Fully committed. I, I would have been down for more ridiculous. Yeah, the, the one if, thing if I, they could have been more ridiculous with the movie. The one thing that started feeling stale was how serious they took themselves constantly. But the again, I think that was part of the joke too. Yeah. Oh. But. <laughs> so he's in this training program. Meanwhile, Samuel Jackson is rolling out an evil plan of giving everyone Wi-Fi with the hidden intent of also creating. Zombies, basically. It's kind of a zombie plot. Kind of. Uh, yeah, like a, a 28 lot. days later yeah, Everybody uh, goes Superman, everybody, goes... everybody rages and just kills each other. I mean, Stephen King wrote a book about that called Cell, where everybody's cell phone rang at the same time and it caused him to go into a killing frenzy. Yeah, yeah. This is basically that. Um, and then his, he, his followers, he got them to get the chips implanted in their head First, I was like, why the fuck would they get that chip that's going to make the oh, head explode? Surprise Mark not. Hamill. Yeah, surprise Mark Hamill. Is in the Hamill. first yeah. 40 minutes of this, maybe? Yeah. And then a little bit further on, his head explodes. <laughs> um, but I missed, the, I must have missed the line in the first time I watched it, but I caught it this time, where they got the chip implanted in their head so that way they're not affected by the right. SIM card. They didn't know that their heads would explode. Right. He had that in built in. I must like have gone thing. to the restroom whenever they explained that the first time because I was just like, why are every, why is everyone getting this head explosion implant? They were very What's the happy point? to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's obvious who has one because they have a giant scar behind right. their ear. If Michael Caine just put a little bit more makeup, the whole movie would have been different. Like there, just... you go. there you go. I think a super spy like that would know. Arthur. Arthur, Arthur would have known better. So, oh yeah, they're all named after medieval knights because of the Round Table fictional knights. Yeah, <laughs> there's like Galahad was somebody, and there's no Guinevere. Right? No, there wasn't. Um, out there's a whole team of people. There's some like rich boys. There's two girls. One's a plant, and then there's this. Well, um, it was each of the current ranking. Each of the current kings been submitted who they think should replace the guy who died in the beginning. Right. So there's like a training class you come up with. And through challenges and eliminations, they were getting uh, weeded off or killed off or sent home. But we find out that they didn't actually get killed well, off. that's what they said. <laughs> I don't know. That might just be to make them feel better. <laughs> and the last test they get to, they hand them a gun and they're like, shoot your dog. It's like, I don't want to be part of this movie anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go home, guys. Yeah, fine. And he basically does. He just leaves, steals the car, and tries to get in a fight. But this, uh, his teacher takes over the car, drives him back to Hogwarts, and he's like, Jelly and Giffy and Evie. And oh, yeah, well, that name where they were all, that scene where they first meet each other, and they're like, he's like, I'm Eggsy, I'm Digby, I'm Rugby. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we give Digby a sock so he can go home and be a free elf. It was kind of like an episode of the Inbetweeners where they took really strong drugs and hallucinated that they were James Bond. Might, a little bit, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a long movie, but not a lot happened. After he graduates, kind of, they track down what Samuel Jackson's been doing. And they find out he's going to test out something at a church in Alabama. Kentucky. No, Kentucky. Yeah. A hate group. He's, he's found a very hateful church, and it is very hateful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comically so. Yeah, this kind of felt like a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Like Sin City, or 300 or something. A lot of the action scenes were a lot like that. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think of the action scenes? Oh, they were just terrible. <laughs> just terrible. Like, cameras swooshing, <laughs> and that fake digital blood from, like, the early 2000s. I don't know how it survived, but it's all over this movie. People were getting limbs severed <laughs> everywhere. It was all slow-mo. When you have a two-hour so movie, you don't need slow-mo. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that spin-around. Like, that that fight scene church was like we were watching it in one of those, like, 3D... Uh, like, like whenever you check out your room or something. Sure. And and you can, like, take, like, like, VR a, like, a, like a VR tour of whatever expensive motel you're staying in. Huh. Maybe the takeaway was that the old generation has to perish for the new generation to <laughs> survive yeah, and take yeah. over. Yeah. It was very satisfying to watch all those people's heads explode. It was like a Dr. Seuss movie. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think because, again, the bad guy, uh, Samuel Jackson, he doesn't like violence. He like, yeah, blood He gets violence. real squeezy to violent, real queasy... Uh, Squeezy, huh? Uh, um, Real queasy at the sight of blood, and he hates violence, but he's, you know, wanting to kill all these people. Again, a contradiction. Well, he wants them to kill each other is his justification Uh, for it. But they're not. He's doing it. Yeah. Obviously. Because what this chip does is it, it excites the part of your brain where the aggression is held, but also... Lowers your, uh... Inhibitors. Yeah. So you just want to Mumbo kill. jumbo. And that's why he does it at this church. He pushes a button, everybody goes crazy, but this kingsman murders everybody in there. The church survives. scene was probably the best part of the movie. Could be. Would have been better as a Black Mirror episode about 50 minutes long, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it would have been way better done, too. <laughs> oh... Have you seen Joe McHale's new show, the Talk Soup one? No. He has a great skit. I won't ruin it, but it's called Mini Black Mirror. And he's like, <laughs> shows are too long. What if we made it in the time it takes to like back down the driveway? And he's got an episode <laughs> of Black Mirror. It's so good. <laughs> the time it takes to back down the driveway. <laughs> That's, that show's pretty terrific. Man, all the community's going on Netflix. Yup. I mean, not, like, community, but all the actors. Nope, but, like, most of them. Yeah. Brit is on there. <laughs> Amy's on there. I like how you use their Jack's character on names. There. <laughs> I don't know their actors. I don't know their real names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What would Paul Verhoeven do with this one? At least the same guy did RoboCop. Yeah? 
That's another ultraviolet one. That's yeah. why I'm wondering, like, oh, well, maybe, the original, yeah. Maybe people who are like really into the spy movie genre would have caught on to like a million things that yeah. we didn't see. Yeah, but I like I like your take. I bet it would have all been at night. Oh, if it was Paul Verhoeven filming this. Huh? They would have just been on night missions, and it would have been a lot of neon. They would have been in Bangkok for sure. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Really good. Uh, Dark synth soundtrack going on. What's that other one? Terrible movie that was just like this. Uh, like Uncle or Uncle from Manchester I or never something. Saw that. It was another spy movie. The man named Uncle. Yeah, that's based on a TV series, right? I yeah. never saw that. They just yeah. made it into a movie the same year this came out, and that I get them confused because they were kind of the same movie, but that had better car chase scenes. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I I just like trashy movies like this. <laughs> <coughs> I've put some pretty trashy movies on the list too. but it's kind of fun when they have a message that's not so easy to swallow like how how could this is a bigger question but how could you make a movie like this and and make it really twisted and subversive you probably have the rich people win you know yeah. you probably have the, the message of like no where you're born does matter you don't stand a fucking chance if you're born in a certain neighborhood because right. we have, we see all these movies that have this theme of like you too can make a difference uh huh Right. Well, what if you what if you had a movie that says no, you don't make a fucking difference? Like at all. if it ended at the Michael Caine scene, and Michael Caine's like, "Hey, I listened to him. He's right. I'm in the club. <laughs> We're doomed. Uh, he he should probably get chipped." He activates the button, and and Eggsy gets killed. <laughs> or Eggsy joins. Or Eggsy joins him. He yeah, takes the, he he takes the which blue is pill. something a movie none of us, nobody really wants to see. But of course, it would be funny to us. I mean, yeah. yeah, and then it could be. It would have been. It could be a downfall. Far more from interesting. There, and then be fine. Yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> I will say I did enjoy the bunker, like where where all the people were dead, and then like he went to go press the button to activate his plan, and like the celebration was gonna happen. Yeah, and like the fireworks were going, and <laughs> uh, just everybody was dead. <laughs> These were really strange head explosions. They were like mini nukes of like purples and blues. Again, I think fireworks. he did. I think fireworks. he designed it like that so that he wouldn't. You can't he wouldn't get design. all queasy if he... It said it just superheated your head. I know, Austin. <laughs> None of it makes sense. <laughs> it wasn't just a tiny explosion. It was just a tiny heat source. This movie was pretty close to being a cartoon. Uh, so how do you feel about having paid for it? I don't care. Yeah? How many more times can we watch it before the rental's up? Uh, probably, like, a certain amount of days until it goes away. <laughs> like, two days or something. Well, like in the spirit of camaraderie, camaraderie, I'll give you a buck. <laughs> I'll, th- I'll throw in a buck. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> there's not a whole lot to it. I mean... It could have been... Samuel Jackson could have been a lot deeper. Yeah, he wasn't very deep at all. He uh, takes a lot of these kind of roles, though. What he was kind of confusing in that, like he seemed like you know, like the altruistic environmentalist, but yet he was seemed to be legitimate friends with like the people he chose to save were like all these rich douchebags. Yeah, <laughs> and he was an ultra billionaire somehow. Yeah, he was so he was still like one of those assholes. It's like oh, only the rich people deserve to live. Yeah, even though he was like pretending to be like oh, I want to try to save the world. Yeah, that's not a car in his face. <laughs> we didn't ever talk about his number two which was the woman with 
knives for feet. feet. Yes. Like, I do. What was her backstory? Right, where'd that come from? (laughs) Her knives could extend. They were kind of like high heels. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was one really odd scene where she was walking up the stairs, and he patted her on the butt. But yeah, and I was like, there was a semi, there was like semi sexual tension. They never. Hardly alluded to them being a couple or anything. There was, was that time where, choice. like, there were several times where she went to go, like, right before she went to go fight, she would kind of like caress him or something. Okay. Right or what's with the Swedish princess being into anal sex? Is that <laughs> what are we supposed to read into that? Is that I some kind know. of hidden joke? I think that's one reward they, for saving the world. They just he gets wanted to bang a princess. They just and, wanted the anal sex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we watched the unrated version that wasn't in theaters, so maybe some stuff was different. There was a lot of cursing. Yeah, there was there was cursing, but not, not a lot of British cursing. Though this felt like an American movie. It kind of it kind of was like okay. a like a an American British movie. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. All the cars and planes were really as opposed to as unimpressive to, as opposed to Baby Driver. Yeah, which is like a British British American, American movie. movie. <laughs> All the cars and planes were boxes in this, and in the spy movie, I kind of expect like. Style. There was a lot of style in this. Don't there get was me a wrong. lot of there style. Was, it was they had some cool gadgets. Style. Yeah, lighter grenades, uh, pens, iPhones. With... Oh yeah, because <laughs> that technology's caught up to the real world. <laughs> Penguin umbrellas. Oh, you know what's still bothering me that Patrick Stewart played a poop emoji in that movie. Yeah. Patrick Stewart played the poop emoji in the emoji. Oh yeah, movie. you're all going back to last week. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, well, every once in a while that pops into your head and you just get sad. <laughs> I know, picking up a paycheck. Wasn't Nicolas Cage, like, doing movies because he had a tax burden something or whatever like, that, yeah. like that? He was taking on certain movies just to pay off his taxes yeah, or something. Yeah, House Down in Nassau or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you gotta have those summer homes and mm-hmm. bathrooms. Yeah, I mean... So uh, you're gonna be banned from those for a while, both of you. Nah. <laughs> it's just gonna be my and the guest list. Nah, you made us watch nothing but trouble, man. So yeah. you would have. Oh, the Dan Aykroyd yeah. thing, right? That's a hidden turd, turd. of a gem. <laughs> it's got enough people in it, but it's weird. It's yeah. really weird. John Candy, Demi Moore. See that episode? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to plug anything, Keith? Yeah, let's see. Well, I already made one for Mind Game, a psychedelic anime from 2004. It's finally getting released here in the States. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, March 16th and 17th at the Guild Cinema. Uh, yeah, damn, I don't know. We got Masters. You're speaking of bad movies, Masters of the Universe. Ooh, That's coming at the end of the month. Flash Gordon's coming up this Friday yeah. in 1981 with the football player. I saw player, Amy Sam. post about that. Yeah, so, okay. Flash Gordon. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That's some good. You guys are speaking of bad movies. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh... All right, The Room versus Birdemic for bad movies. Oh. Remember, did you ever see I'd Birdemic? rather sit through The Room. I, I would rather watch The Room than Birdemic, I think. Have you seen either, Josh? No. Do you, are you familiar what with about Troll no. 2? Okay. Troll 2 was a, was a hell of a hell of a snoozer. Yeah, Stinker 2. Yeah, that was Well, that was, that was one fun. of our live shows. <laughs> was it Troll 2? Yeah. 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 I might take Birdemic. Does it count as live if nobody comes, or is it just another show? No, because this is technically live. There was other people there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything like, is terrible. It required viewing for y'all. Everything. Yeah, is you terrible. need to be there. The Great Satan Show, March twenty third. Okay. 
these people will melt your fucking mind. You'll never forget it ever, nice. ever. Okay. So yeah, that's a, you watch the trailer online for the great sake. You want to talk about bad movies? These people, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, they put together. They got they got a mashup of VHS shit that's just unfucking believable. Those right? are different kind of. We were talking about this a little before the show. Those are a different kind of bad movie than like this one was. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that before. Yeah. Like those are trauma. Those, bad those movies. are those are bad movies that, that at least fun. have like some kind of heart behind it. Yeah, or this they're one, fun, or they're naive. Whereas this one, yeah, it's a big. It's budget. just a, it's like a big budget movie that like, they they pump so much they, money into this, they, and that's it. All money, no effort. <laughs> I like how they explained where the Kingsmen got their money. They're like, well, I mean, a bunch of dudes bunch of died in World, World War One, <laughs> and money had to go somewhere, so we took it. Yeah, we took it. <laughs> Bought some cars and a ton of big elevators yeah. that go real slow. Could have Expo- fed a bunch of people. Expositionators is what I call them. Yeah. We could have fed. A, we could have fed a bunch of people. Instead, we made this. Uh, could have beat Hitler a lot fucking quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Put some of that money towards World War Two. Instead, we decided to build this uh, underwater uh, underground speed train. Yeah. And. Really slow elevators and table shops. I hear Josh has plans to put the second one on the list. Oh yeah, take Beaver Fever off and put on Golden Circle. Oh, okay. Which one was this? Uh, the sequel. The, the, the sequel, sequel to this. Josh wants to put it on the list. Oh. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're, we're never going to have guests, guys. If, <laughs> like, this isn't a bad movie podcast. We we just put movies on people right. we we've think done, people should We've see. done The Running Man. We've done good movies. We've done The Thing. Jackie Brown. We've done Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not going to have guests if we keep rolling. Well, okay, so let's talk about picks. What did you pick for this one that didn't make it? Uh, I had a theme that was 80s mall movies going on. Oh. So I got Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Night of the Comet. Oh, yeah, yeah. We already watched Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Chopping Mall, yeah. Which is admittedly bad. Bad. But hilarious. Again, a different kind of bad. Yeah, little cardboard robots chasing people around. My my other two movies that could have got picked were The Three Amigos and Shaun of the Dead. Both yeah, yeah, yeah. Watchable and movies. Yours, uh, Premium Rush, and the second and Justin Bieber documentary. Okay, okay. Because we already did the first yeah. Justin Bieber oh, documentary. Shoot, man, I was coming in with Prospero's books with John Gilgood and uh, Who Is Bozo Texino that by one Bill Daniel. Really good. Yeah, it, it it was considered. Somebody joked that it was the Terminator Two of art house films in nineteen eighty nine or whatever because it has all these special effects that at the time were new and. It's based on The Tempest by Shakespeare, and uh, it's got John Gilgit. My other one was Rumblefish, which was a personal favorite, and Who Is Bozo Texino, which is an amazing film about hobo train art. My friend Bill Daniel was nice. writing the rails off and on for 15 years and put together this movie that's extraordinary. And yeah, watch it sometime. Um, that's a that's a different kind of movie than what y'all are talking about. Totally, <laughs> totally, totally. I mean, I was going for some movies that I really like, but y'all, y'all had a different mindset, which we which I totally understand, huh? We kind of go in phases between like showing movies we actually just love uh-huh. and movies that make us want to hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't... Those are some good picks. I like those. Um, I'm trying to think. Of... Fun fact, though, he wouldn't have been able to play any of those because he doesn't have. A disc player. Yeah, that's you have one something. No, I got a disc player. Something you could hook up. Oh, you do? Not on this PC. Oh. Yeah, I do. I could I could hook it up. Okay. Oh, you saw your Xbox or something, huh? Something like that, yeah. So what's like a top five enjoyable so bad it's great movies for y'all? Ooh. I'm just kinda of wondering. Uh I like Miami 
Miami Connection. Miami Connection. Miami Connection. Oh, yeah, we played that. Yeah, we played that. That's that a was fun one. That's that was a, a great one. one. That's the real McCoy one. too, because it, it's re- they weren't trying to be ironic. Oh, like, no. It wasn't made by some no, kind of hipster. It was yeah. just like, whoa, they were going for it. You know, they were. Mm-hmm. That was what? another one we did. Uh, so bad it's good. You know, in this kind of vein, but they actually pulled like it was a big blockbuster that I still enjoyed watching. Was uh, Xander Cage, Return of Xander Cage? That Vin oh Triple X, Triple X. Oh, I didn't see. That. Oh, those are the those are good. Triple like X. Those. It's it's again just like a big. They're stupid, Vin Diesel action movies. It's Vin Diesel action movies, so it's like Fast and the Furious, but instead of that, he's like a spy. Okay. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Which they're again like you were saying, this movie could have been more ridiculous. That movie. Is super ridiculous. But they also have a very good point to most of them. They do. A good subtext and message. Yes. Yeah, so this, this one doesn't striking really, out This on one all doesn't fronts. have that. This <laughs> one is just in, like an empty shell, pretty much. Mm. What about you? What's uh, one of the favorite good bad movies you've screened at the uh, Oh, good bad movie? Well, Miami Connection was definitely one of them. And I was a fan of Birdemic. I liked it, it had a lot of exterior shots, whereas the room. Literally felt claustrophobic, but yeah. a lot of people pick the room over Birdemic. I I might be in the minority on you that. You know, one. I always like the closed room movies. Huh. The old Hitchcock stuff. Yeah, and as somebody pointed out, what's interesting about both of those movies is they were made by essentially first generation. Uh, what would you say, immigrants? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and so they were. I think they both set out to make a good movie. Tommy Wiseau and they really did, but it just came off. <laughs> way different like in Birdemic what's really fun about it is he does these unnecessary camera shots that are whirling around him and there's no good reason for it at all And but going back to favorite movies the good favorite bad movies um, oh man I saw well I saw Stinker the other day called Samurai Cop that was really good that's one worth looking out for I don't know uh, um, Hercules in New York Oh wow! Oh, that good Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He can barely speak a word of English. Yeah. Um. I used, I saw one called uh, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> and he had like a luchador sidekick. Oh, he that's he cool. killed a vampire with a toothpick that he put in front of, like he made a little cross with a toothpick. Oh, I thought he would have used it as a little wooden stake. Yeah. But I get you. Well, the Alibi Midnight Movie Madness at the end of April with us has got this thing <coughs> called Vampire Clay. And it's about possessed <coughs> clay Ooh. at an art school that kills you. Oh, that's awesome. So it's good. called Vampire Clay. Yeah, and it's made by this, I think he's a Japanese, um, not prop master, but special effects person. So the special effects are great, but the movie's supposed to be. Terrible. Absolutely ridiculous, you know. But he, um, I think it's one of his first movies he's directed. I think. But Josh had a good one. What's that? The Spirals. Oh, Uzumaki. Uzumaki. Yeah, that was, that was really good. It's a Japanese horror based on a manga, and every way you die turns you into a spiral. So somebody got caught in the washing machine, and it like spiraled them. Somebody got caught in a tire on a car, and it like spun them around. Everybody got like obsessed with this spiral. And it was live. Like, the whole action, town so was, was like going mad. Special effects. They're all like taffy, like and stretching. We just played a live action based on a manga thing called uh, Jintami, and it did terrible. But I guess it's kind of frowned upon within that community generally, right? Like for for manga fans, they don't tend to like live action ones. Or am I right or wrong? I don't know. I don't know. There hasn't. Is that kind of how it goes? Yeah, live action reenactments pop. 
They don't do well. Because most of them aren't very good. Yeah. I mean, Uzumaki's horror, so that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Recreating that, but... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, just look at, like, Netflix remaking Death Note. It's oh, God. terrible. It, oh, I need to put that back on the list. <laughs> Death Note. Shit, I haven't heard about this. Yeah. What's this? Oh, Netflix. So, Death Note, do you know what Death Note is? Uh, was it originally something like a feature? It's a manga. Oh, okay. It was no, a I manga and it became an anime. Okay. And then Netflix just made a live action movie of it. It's a really popular manga series about this like super genius kid who finds a book that's dropped by a death god that has the power if you write someone's name in it and how they die, they die of that. Okay. And William and Defoe, they got to play the death. That's monster. the best part of the movie. He's a great actor. He man. was great as the death god guy. Like that was perfect <laughs> okay. casting, absolutely perfect. And every part of the movie with him in it. Was semi watchable. So you've seen it? Yeah, I watched oh, it. It was gross. terrible. I liked, I liked Death Note, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it. So I'm like, uh, it's going on the list at some point. It's going on the list. I'm making a different podcast. Blackjack and Hookers. Better movies and Blackjack and Hookers. Forget the better movies. <laughs> Forget the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, we were just talking about Frankenhooker last night, because... Yeah, Frankenhooker, yeah. yeah. Went to a great drag show at Sidewinders last night. Yep. And there was one person who did the I know I've seen a lot of more So Good It's Bad movies that just... <laughs> Frankenhooker's <laughs> actually a really good movie, yeah. It's, it's got a basket case. Frankenhooker's a good movie, yeah. The basket case ones, those were good. I don't know. I like the uh, old... Like, you'd get Fangoria back in the 90s. And you go to the back, and they'd have like Phantom Video or whatever it was advertising, like the hardest to find horror DVDs and VHSs. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a warehouse out there in California. Whenever I dated this girl Ebony, who had the super goth roommate, and she had like a whole collection of those magazines. Yeah, that had just had like all sorts of really great sounding movies I wish I could have watched. Oh, Fangoria was great. I was <laughs> looking at those up until like 2014 because it was the only place where you'd hear about all the new horror coming out because there's never a really good concise list. So I found the type of bad movie that you like hardly can't stand because me and you admittedly have a very high bad movie threshold. The shit tolerance. The yeah. shit tolerance. Yeah. Because, I mean, me and you will get together and we'll pick a random movie off of that, like, free horror movies from 1970s oh. through you know, 80s. Yeah, there's a couple of <laughs> genres I just don't get into. And this was one of them, I guess. Like, we watched that movie The Pit and it was awful. Oh, yeah. It was well, this little kid tricking people falling it. into a Oh, pit. we played at the guild. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Nice. I loved it. Yeah, it was so great. I so love the little troglodyte creatures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you like... like Push that person in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Tricked the dude by throwing That's catch with one. them. <laughs> oh, man. That's this is a pretty trippy soundtrack, if I remember. Right? Yes. Yeah. Just like... What was the other one we watched? Like where like, we kept on making the joke that the director was cutting everything Dude, you can't ask me what the name of those movies were. I think it had two names. Yeah. It was like uh, what was it about? That's it was the like thing. this psycho. It was, just... it was like this psycho killer dude that escaped from an insane asylum, and he was going around stabbing people. Yeah, all but these it was movies are like really bad. And like so, some of them have like two or three names under different oh, yeah. releases. Oh, yeah, yeah, he escaped, stabbed people. I don't. He remember. just uh, he was Jason Voorhe- Voorhees esque because he would get 
not like killed but just get back up and <laughs> keep coming at them but he was just like a dude with like a beard and he's just like screaming at people <laughs> uh, I want to see a madman or something like that or yeah something from the past we found yeah this list on uh, YouTube. YouTube and it's all like public domain horror and there's just hundreds of movies in this playlist and some aren't even titled they're so obscure yeah. and you just click through it until you find one that like catches your interest and yeah so we spent a couple hours on there <laughs> I've been watching. I've been watching Zoning. a lot of uh, really good kung fu movies lately. Oh, nice! I just watched one called Living Armor. It was really good. If you like kung fu movies? Watch that one. It's free on YouTube too. Very cool. Subtitled or dubbed? Uh, a mix of both. Ooh! And the one I watched, it would cut in and out between being <laughs> subbed and dubbed. <laughs> it was kind of off-putting, but you know what are you gonna do? Uh, all right, that was Kingsman. <laughs> the King's Secret Service. They never really said who they were in Secret Service too. I assume the Queen, but they never like mm. had a picture of the Queen. No. They like it was probably it was in service to themselves. It's probably goddamn Satan or something, <laughs> Saturn or something. Yeah, he something. said hail Satan. Yeah. <laughs> hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> right oh. before he murdered that whole church. So that in the second one, I know there's an American. The only way to make this worse is some douchebag American cowboy with a. Wife. Oh, it's about like the de- American department. Yeah, I like, get the it. The American version of the Kings. I get it. It's got like Channing Tatum. You and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wow, I'm really bad with names. It's good in Foxcatcher. Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah, Channing Tatum can be okay. He's funny. Yeah, that hateful eight. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was in that. Huh? I liked the first 21 Jump Street he was in. I oh, think yeah. that's a funny movie. <laughs> 22 Jump Street was miserable in theaters. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one like a bad actor's name? <laughs> I'm not running the podcast. Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah, it's Halle Berry. <laughs> uh, this has been Have You Seen? Yeah. You can find us on Facebook under Fab Check. We're on iTunes, Stitcher podcast app. The, our other podcast is Amazeballs, where we check out TV and anthology series. I apologize for the past couple episodes and the movies. If anyone out there watched them because of this podcast ever, <laughs> um, don't. We should put that at the beginning of the episode. Just don't. Like, don't. Don't. For this, does anybody recommend this? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Josh you, likes this movie. Yeah. Uh, would you yeah. show this in the guild? No, I would. <laughs> I, say, I, I don't mean to be a film snob, but sometimes, man, I just can't do it. That's but you did do okay. it. I Sorry. did do it for y'all. I took one for the team here. I took one for the team. It's okay to not like this movie. It's okay. In fact, it's probably the general opinion. No, actually, it's not. This was an extremely popular movie. Yeah, I got it. Did see. very well. Made uh, millions. Who cares what we fucking say about right? it? It made millions. Say, oh, so did the sequel. The, so. the king. Who's that at the door in a really nice suit? <laughs> Hello. What's that umbrella? Blah 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 blah. He's gonna teach us a lesson about manners. <laughs> Don't talk crap about other people's movies, no matter how bad they are. I'm the Hollywood man. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, next time we'll do something better, I promise. Yeah. What's, I think is there a theme of, of next week's? Nope. No? no. Uh, Who's going to be on? Who's, who's, uh... Next week I won't be here. I'll be traveling. Oh, that's yeah. right. 
That's yeah, right. We're so we'll be back off. in about two or three weeks. And we'll definitely hit you up next time we have some good movies on the list. All mm-hmm. right. We'll keep yours. I'll keep yours in mind so we can roll through those too. Okay. All right. Excellent. It's been great having you on the show. Hey, yeah. thank y'all. Had a good sorry, time. Sorry, sorry, we subjected you to that. No, <laughs> your company was more than worth it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fapcheck again at gmail.com for any questions, suggestions, hate mail. Uh, it is up there. Bye. <laughs>